ASN thanks Otska America Pharmaceutical Inc. for support of this podcast. Well, good afternoon, everyone. We are here on day one of Kidney Week 2022, and I am here with two VIP guests who I'm going to ask to introduce themselves. My name is Sue Quaggan, and I'm currently serving as president of the American Society of Nephrology. And I'm Rachel Lennon. I'm a pediatric nephrologist and professor of nephrology, and I'm from Manchester in the UK. And my name is Anant Karmanchi. I'm a professor of medicine. I'm a nephrologist at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, California. All right. Well, welcome to you both, and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my first question, actually, both of you have served on the program committee at Kidney Week. Could you just tell our listeners what your role was this year and last year? Well, I was the program committee chair last year, and that was a very exciting time. We had a fabulous program, and uh, was just a little disappointed to see that we couldn't do this in person. Uh, so it was really wonderful to be back in person to meet the friends and to sort of enjoy the program this year. Yeah, and this is this is my first year on the program committee, uh, and it's been superb. Actually, it's been a really um, fantastic way to um, interact with colleagues, and that was initially uh, remotely on Zoom, um, whilst we got a lot of the planning underway. Um, and then we had an in-person meeting in the summer um, to complete the um, preparation for the different sessions, but it's been a fantastic experience. And you mentioned it is the first time we've been back now in more than three years. So would like to know what your own personal feelings are about that and if you've heard from other participants already. Yeah, so uh, it, it's I think one thing that you can't beat um, with the in-person meetings is the serendipity of bumping into people, the, the efficiency of, of um, interactions, and I think that's just definitely been my perspective and what I've heard from others. Um, and, um, you know, we can do a certain amount interacting online, but, um, you know, there's, um, we're, I think it's instinctively human to want to interact and do that in person. Yeah, I would agree with Rachel. I think we're all social animals. This is a, a, a place where you come and meet people. As I look up, look back at my own career, um, very similar to you, Sue, um, my first meeting uh, in per, uh, meeting at the ASN was at, as a junior resident in 1994. And here's where I met uh, Eric Nielsen uh, and Terry Strom, who were both giant sort of physician scientists, uh, who just talking to them made me decide that nephrology is where I want to go. And I think particularly for the young people, are coming here, having an in-person session meeting is so wonderful because they can get to meet the next generation of superstars like Dr. Quaggan no, and, and, and get inspired. <laughs> and so I, I do think that, it, that, that there's a huge void that we have when we have the Zoom meetings where these young people uh, you know, cannot really meet in person. I, I think that's so true. Rachel, what, what was, I'm going to start calling you both by your first names. <laughs> I know both of you, and, and please do the same to me. Rachel, when was your first Kidney Week meeting? Uh, mine would have been probably around 2004, actually, when I um, first came out of my clinical training to do a PhD. And, um, and I remember distinctly, actually, of all meetings, just how um, fabulously interactive pro poster sessions when you come along and you're presenting your work um, and and that that's just and still is such a fabulous opportunity to to meet your contemporaries and and the leaders in your field who come up and talk to you at length about your work and and that's been 
you know, uh, um, uh, something that I have um, passed on to the trainees that I work with now as, as the real opportunity of this meeting yeah. uh, to present early stage work and get feedback um, from, from leaders. Yeah, I, I think that's terrific. I think the reverse is also true as a, as a senior or an old nephrologist now at meeting you know, the trainees and the future of our field is so inspiring. And, you know, this morning, just walking through that poster session and seeing hundreds of people and those hundreds of posters, it, it just uh, sent shivers, I think. It mm -hmm. was really fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, it, we had the National Academy of Medicine join us again for the second year. Last year, uh, Anant, on your committee, you had them join for the first year. I'm interested to know both of your thoughts, comments about that session today? Uh, I, I think as, um, um, as Victor, Victor Zhao pointed out, um, this was a, an experiment that they did last year and was wildly successful. Uh, it was probably the most uh, watched uh, sort of debate. It was at a time, um, you know, most people thought that COVID was behind us and not knowing that the var new variants were coming. So just to have Dr. Fauci and all the uh, ex luminaries during the time have this uh, uh, discussion. Sanjay Gupta, for example, uh, you know, uh, chairing that. It was really the highlight of, of ASN. And, and while it didn't quite make for an in-person meeting, it was, I thought, done superbly. Uh, and I think the same year this year, with Peter and their group um, you know, talking to us about what are the lessons learned from the COVID experience and how can we move, move forward, some of the challenges of preventing the next pandemic, I thought was um, extremely well done and lots of uh, answers and lots of questions. Yeah, I agree. And you, you didn't sort of remind us that Sanjay Gupta also said that nephrologists are the smartest <laughs> physicians <laughs> in the hospital. So I, I thought that was very good. But Rachel, yeah. I'm interested in your your thoughts, and particularly given that you're in the UK as yeah. well, there was discussion. This really will need to be a global response. Absolutely, absolutely. I think there are a lot of takeaway messages from uh, this morning. I think an outstanding um, uh, keynote presentation and just reminding us that um, there are things that we can do, actually. It seems sometimes as though um, the events in the world are out of our control, but actually, you know, on an individual level, what we can do to um, contain this anti-science movement and to, you know, um, to influence um, and engage. I think there's a really, um, really important point made about um, how do we, how can we um, gain trust if we're not engaging, if we're not seen? So if, if we're not interacting with our patients or, or the public until there's a major event like this, um, how, how do we gain that trust? And so that was, I think, a really important message and something that we can um, we can think about. And actually, how, how do we improve that engagement and the, and communicate in the right way um, so that we can we can push back that anti-science yeah. um, uh, movement? Yeah, I think that's a terrific point. I'm going to move on to um, what you're most excited about in the upcoming meeting. We're just, you know partway through day one, and we have three more days of a phenomenal program. So I'm interested to know what both of you are most excited about at this meeting. Uh, oh, plenty. I mean, <laughs> it's always <laughs> such a packed uh, program. And um, I mean, that's, there's still plenty of people that I want to meet. We have a session on, on Saturday.
Well, we'll start to think about actually whether we need to cons reconsider how we um, uh, the, how we name diseases and conditions that we see. Um, I think that will be an interesting session, um, and it's bringing together actually um, research, um, uh, clinical perspectives, but also importantly, um, patient perspectives. So. Um, I think the program um, this year, as 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 last year, has has done really well to incorporate and bring in um, wider perspectives. Yeah, terrific, Anant. I I would say that uh, just to um, echo uh, Rachel's points, I, I think the program is just fabulous. Uh, in particular, I think you've done a fantastic job with your plenaries. I would say you've got all the way from a, a very basic science, um, you know, perspective of you know vaccines and mRNA technology, how it, how it's going to help us move forward to the next level of therapies all the way to a very patient perspective, but also uh, the panel, the NAM panel, uh, thinking about how can we all effectively work together with other organizations, but also importantly, uh, to be able to communicate. Um, you know, we've done obviously, the, the pandemic really taught us that science really works. For example, we, we can quite easily with, with uh, uh, turn of a button, we can develop new tests, PCR tests to detect new viruses. We can make vaccines a lot faster, but we've failed uh, in curtailing this anti-science movement. And so, you know, that's, uh, I thought was a great discussion. And, and as, as physicians who are typically shy talking to, um, to media, uh, we all have to learn and sort of try to, and this may be a, a good way to sort of uh, prevent or even uh, ameliorate some of the next pandemic if, if they were to occur. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with both of you on that point. I think it's critically important. Um, I, as far as um, posters and poster presentations, um, any any highlights for both of you? <laughs> Too tough. <laughs> I would say I, I would say that I, I I always look forward to the late breaking uh, sessions, clinical yeah, trial yeah. sessions. Uh, to me, as as uh, as you pointed out in your plenary this morning. Uh, that about 10 years ago, it was like going to a funeral where you know, all these <laughs> negative, uh, yes. negative trials after negative trials. But yeah. the last three years, yeah. you know, it's it been amazing. Is. We've had so many new class of drugs. So I'm really excited, yeah. and I'm sure the room is going to be packed. Yeah. And oh, it's probably yeah. the uh, highlight for me to go and see what the next generation of drugs are, are going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you highlighted that so beautifully in your opening address this morning, just how... Um, you know, this is the time, and it's just so exciting to see all of all of the developments um, in front of us. Um, and I guess we had um, um, in in the session this morning on um, gene therapy and where that's where that's at. Um, you know, we heard about the advances that have really come through in the last decade in you know hematological and immune disorders, and that's that's real. That's happening, yeah. and. And, and what it felt like in that session is that, you know, those possibilities are getting closer to the kidney as yeah. well, and, and that's really exciting. Well, you both are phenomenal scientists in addition to being physicians. I would love to know where you think or see, you know, gene therapy. What, what diseases, mm -hmm. you know, from your perspectives do you think that will be effective in or some of these other newer innovative technologies like mRNA technologies beyond vaccines. So open it up. You can take it anywhere, any way you want. Wow. I mean, I guess there's the things that we can think about now and the things that, you know, may well come in from parallel fields. But I guess there are the the, the monogenic disorders that um, we can, you know, already think about strategies for gene replacement, even gene editing. I guess the big, big challenge there is getting 
those um, therapies to the right place and to the right cell at the right time. Yeah. Um, so plenty to plenty to overcome. I wonder um, whether we'll have um, developments in the next five, ten years um, at the protein level where you can start to um, uh, titrate and, and, and reduce a protein-targeted therapy and particularly in, you know, the kidney diseases that we see associated with fibrosis, um, are, is there an opportunity potentially to um, uh, target protein degradation with some of the newer technologies? Yeah. yeah. I would say, just to follow up on Rachel's points, I think uh, what we've learned from the uh, pandemic is that you have this new uh, sort of RNA technology where you could just, a uh, simple modification with uh, uh, pseudouridine you can now take an RNA that is much more stable and less, relatively less immunogenic make it, uh, uh, for the vaccines. But the bottom line is that you could use the same technology for replacement of genes. Mm. And, and a good example, for example, would be a protein that we commonly use, uh, erythropoietin, uh, which is uh, expensive and, and um, difficult to dose and, and maybe, uh, um, maybe not as cost effective. An mRNA replacement, uh, you could probably make the drug for one hundredth the price of uh, EPO. And so uh, things like that, there may be other proteins, for example, vascular endothelial growth factor, the heart that's being tested now by Moderna and other companies. So I think there, there are, there's a lots of potentials. We'll hear about the, this meeting. Uh, I think as physicians, uh, we're going to get used to a new class of drugs, not just small molecules and proteins and antibodies, but now we are dealing with mRNA drugs. Uh, as well as RNA interference molecules. Um, some of the pediatric diseases like hyperoxaluria has now been solved with the uh, uh, RNA interference drug. Um, and perhaps finding the right monogenic diseases and, uh, and even um, you know, using RNA interference drugs, but also down the line maybe even CRISPR, yeah. if we can get the drug to the right target would be amazing. But I, I think the future is bright. If I were young, uh, coming back again, I would say I would pick nephrology. I wouldn't want to <laughs> go to oncology. Now is the right time. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty quite exciting uh, to, to look at the field where we have all these diseases and, um, you know, ultimately we can say we can cure uh, kidney diseases. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said it very well. I, uh, Rachel, I'm interested in, in mm. the U.K. Yes. Are you um, seeing a similar pattern. I, I feel we're just through our fellowship interview season here in the United States, mm -hmm. and I have just mm -hmm. been blown away by the applicants mm -hmm. this this year, as, as every year, but just inspiring and really um, engaged in some of these new innovations. And how is it over across it, the pond? Yeah, I mean, I think um, we... We are similarly seeing um, an interest. I'm a pediatric nephrologist, and so um, um, you know, I, I I'm always impressed with with um, uh, the commitment that our our fellows have that come into the specialty. I think um, uh, we still need to work hard to um, you know attract and. Um, uh, inspire, but I think the ones that do come out, and particularly those that, you know, um, take on research and, and combine clinical and academic um, training, there are great opportunities to do that in the UK, um, and we just need to make sure they're maintained yeah. uh, and, and that they are attractive prospect prospects. Yeah. I've also been very uh, excited and encouraged by the incredible social media mm -hmm. uh, presence we have at Kidney Week. There is also a, a great pediatric presence here this year, uh, and they have a um, particular hashtag and a TikTok 
uh, channel as well. Um, and not are, are you planning on adding well, any TikTok? To uh, certainly not TikTok, <laughs> but I would say I would certainly tweet some of these uh, lecture uh, uh, the key sort of uh, you know lectures that I get interested in. Uh, I will tell you the one thing that uh, that's somewhat different. Uh, like then, uh, let's say um, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and again, thanks to your leadership and others, there's a lot of women in nephrology, which is really a big deal. Uh, and when you go open the program and you look at uh, all, you know, all the major prices, the major lectures, you know, you have at least a 50% representation of women in nephrology, which is terrific. For you. I have three daughters of my own, and at least one of them might go into medicine. It, this is a great pay, place to come and be a nephrologist. You have so many great women leaders that can be our role models for these young um, women who want to take up nephrology. Ah, yeah, well, th th I and mean. that is thanks to you, Sue. Well, no, <laughs> not, really not, but, <laughs> but there really is a phenomenal community here mm -hmm. and um, I think very supportive. And, and, you know, as I mentioned this morning, I, I do feel we're a very inclusive community and we really, um, you know, we wear our pride on our on our sleeves about that. And I don't know if you noticed in the plenary session this morning, the ceiling was done in rainbow oh, lights. Um, I thought it was a very nice plenary session room. Yeah. And uh, but that was done specially for uh, Kidney Week. So I think we're going to wrap it up. I think uh, we are out of time and have to get back to another session. But I really want to thank uh, both Dr. Lennon and Dr. Karamanchi for joining me today. And to everybody listening in, enjoy the rest of Kidney Week. ASM thanks Otska America Pharmaceutical Inc. for support of this podcast.